Our gospel reading this evening comes from John chapter 6, verse 25 through 35, verse 53 through 59. When they found him on the other side of the sea... They said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you were looking for me, not because you saw signs, because you ate your fill of the loaves. This was shortly after Jesus had fed the 5,000. Jesus says, Do not work for the food that perishes, but the food that endures for eternal life which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Verse 53. So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, So whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that which your ancestors ate and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. When we celebrate... The Lord's Supper. What are we celebrating? Is it just a remembrance? Is it just to recall what Jesus did with his disciples? Are we hoping for something more than that? Are we hoping for anything at all? 
when Jesus established the Lord's Supper, uh, he was with his disciples celebrating the Passover meal. Passover meal told the story of God delivering the children of Israel from slavery in Egypt. And as we read, the people of Israel had specific instructions for what to eat and why to eat it. These things included unleavened bread, because they were, had to be ready to leave. It included an unblemished lamb whose blood was put on the doorposts and on the windows. It became a sign for God's angels to pass over the Israelite people. As an aside, I just remembered as the passage was being read, my dad, kind of every night when we would sit down for devotions, and his prayer would always uh, plead the blood of Jesus upon the doorposts and the windowsills of our house. He was kind of Pentecostal, and I never got it when I was a kid. I think I kind of get it now. It's just praying God's protection upon us. But, but in the Passover feast, they remembered the lamb that was slain, the blood that was there to provide for them uh, a safety, a security, a trust in God. And so celebrating the Passover feast for the people of Israel was a celebration of Exodus. It was a celebration of their liberation. It was a celebration of sacrifice. The Passover feast gave uh, the people an identity. It shaped and formed them as God's people. The people whom God had delivered from slavery into life. It was this meal that Jesus celebrated with his disciples. His last supper that he had with them before his betrayal and arrest. And it's this context of the meal that that foreshadows the work that Jesus is doing within it. As they share this Passover feast, Jesus is literally transforming this feast of remembrance into a new service of remembrance. He's transforming this remembering of the people's liberation, the sacrifice that was made for them, into a new feast of liberation and sacrifice. He's giving all who would be his followers a meal that offers them an identity as God's people, the people whom God has delivered from sin and death into life. And while there are many things that make the meal noteworthy, uh, the conversations that Jesus has with the disciples, the, the prayers that he offers over them, the instructions that he gives to them, I think there's a lot of things that Jesus says about this meal of bread and wine when it's not the Last Supper that, that make it so interesting. I mean, if you read the Gospels with an eye for communion, with an eye that's looking for the Lord's Supper, you see... You see this feast throughout Jesus's ministry, everything building up to this new heavenly feast in the feeding of the 5,000, in the taking bread and giving thanks, and John's identifying Jesus as the Lamb of God, and Jesus's instructions to us to abide in the vine. And then in the passage that we read from John 6, where he tells us that he himself is the bread of life that has come down from heaven, that whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood will live forever. 
throughout his ministry and throughout the Passover meal, as he shared it with his disciples, Jesus is taking the symbolism of the Passover and he's making it about him. He's inviting us as we share in this new feast to find our liberation, to find our salvation, to find our identity, to find our life in him. I mean, these are the words that Jesus offers, especially in John 6. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He says, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living father sent me and I live because of the father. So whoever eats me will live because of me. The Lord's Supper for us is an invitation to abide in Jesus. To not only remember his life, his death and resurrection as events that happened in the past. But to experience them within our lives today. The Lord's Supper offers an invitation for us to fill our life with Jesus. So that we no longer hunger and thirst for the things of this world. It offers to us the opportunity, the chance to to wash our hands of all the dirt that gets picked up as we operate in the world. All the sin that likes to cling so tightly to us. It offers an opportunity for us to find liberation from those habits, hurts, and hangups that cling ever so tightly to us. The Lord's Supper gives us the opportunity to not only abide in Jesus, but to let his body and his blood abide in us. It's an encounter with Jesus. A taking in of Jesus within our hearts and our lives, a dying to ourselves so that we might truly live. It is for us a feast of resurrection, a feast where we take hold of the promise of life everlasting. We eat and drink of Jesus' love and grace and mercy so we might be filled to overflowing, receiving food for the journey in this life, food for the journey into the life to come. And this meal is for us an opportunity to remember our identity as God's people. Our identity as those who have been baptized into Jesus' death and raised from the waters into new life. To eat together with the saints and Jesus and all who have gone on before us so that we might remember who we are and whose we are. So we come to the table to find healing to find hope. We come to the table so we might find rest in Jesus who bids us come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We come to the table so that we might find life. We come to the, fi- to the table to find Jesus. And in finding Jesus, we hunger and we thirst no more. Amen.